fall is approaching and my thoughts are turning to cozy getaways with a little something extra. I hope you get a little inspiration from the Midwest getaway that I'm sharing today. What's your favorite getaway in the Midwest? Be sure to share it in the Exploring the Midwest group on Facebook. Today's episode is sponsored by RV Share. Autumn is a perfect time to rent an RV. Escape for a few days to enjoy the brilliant fall colors, tailgate before a football game, or just unplug next to a campfire at a state park. With RV Share, you rent RVs from owners in your area, so you'll find the perfect type of RV, from towable campers to motorhomes, in just the right size for you. Ready to plan your RV adventure? Visit familyrambling.com backslash RV share, all lowercase, to find your perfect RV. We are back again with the Exploring the Midwest podcast. And this month on the podcast, we are preparing for autumn and the most colorful time of the year with some really great places to visit to make the most of the prime leaf peeping. Today, we're traveling to central Illinois, where elegant gardens and extensive woodlands invite you to discover the treasures within before you settle into some really grand accommodations. Bridget Rose Frericks is the Associate Director of Advancement at Allerton Park and Retreat Center in Monticello, Illinois. Bridget, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Allerton Park, I've actually been there a few times and it's this amazing place. It's like this English country estate was kind of dropped in the middle of Illinois. Can you tell us a little bit about Allerton and how it came to be there? Yeah, well, a little is sometimes hard for me, so you might have to cut me off, but it has a really interesting history, and uh, we do have a couple books that cover that history if people are interested in, in diving in deeper, but I'll give you the overview. Basically, uh, Robert Allerton was born in the late 1800s, um, and his father, Samuel, is um, where the money came from, so he was born into a life of privilege, lived in Chicago on Prairie Avenue. So that was, you know, down the street from the Marshall Fields family, the McCormicks. Um, they were, the Allertons were a big name in Chicago at that time. Um, when Robert was born, uh, his dad, Samuel, owned a lot of land all throughout the Midwest. And this land in Piatt County was put in Robert's name from when he was young. And so, you know, he uh, went to boarding school, studied art in Europe, um, you know, what you would do if you were a, a young um a young well-to-do um, man at that time. And he, when he came back from Europe after studying art, um, he decided to settle here uh, in Piatt County. So it was mostly farmland and he would manage the farms and build his country estate. And so that's what he did. And um, he and a friend traveled back to Europe and uh, found you know, a suitable model for this home. So the home, the mansion here is modeled after the Ham House in Surrey, England. And so then he, after the house was built, um, kind of would expand uh, his garden. So he started with a vegetable garden, which is now our brick wall garden, and just went on from there. He would travel during the, um, the winter, of course, and would collect, you know, sculptures. And sometimes he would find an, a piece of art that he would have a specific place for, or sometimes he would see something and, and you know, just have to have it and he would have it. Um, you know, shift over and create a space for it. And other times he would commission the artist to make him a replica with, you know, slight differences from the original. And so he, um, you know, created a, this really 
magnificent estate. It's 1500 acres. So we have, there's woodlands, um, 14 formal gardens um, with those sculptures and artwork throughout. And then in night, so kind of fast forward, a really interesting history. Um, again, if you're interested, and there's more of that on our website too. But basically in 1946, um, well, in the early 40s, he and his partner, John Gregg, were traveling in Hawaii and found some land there. And, you know, Robert was getting older at that time. The staff here in Monticello that was managing the property was getting older. And so for a while, so they did build a house there in the island of Kauai in Hawaii and would travel back and forth for a few years, um, but then eventually decided that it was time to kind of, um, you know, settle in, in Kauai. And so at that time, officially in 1946, they donated this estate to the University of Illinois. And so we are today part of the university and, um, you know, 25 miles from campus in Champaign. Um, but we do see a lot of students and faculty and researchers still utilizing the park. And then of course we're open to the public. So he wanted the, Robert wanted the estate to be used as a public park for research and for education. So those are kinds of the things that we still try to focus on today. So the gardens there are absolutely spectacular. I, I love wandering them. I've been in, I think, every season except for winter. Um, and, you know, my personal favorite are the food dogs because mm -hmm. they're just so adorable. Um, but, you know, they're spectacular, obviously, when everything's blooming and there's so much color. But fall is a really, really special time at Allerton, too. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of what makes makes fall so nice um, on that estate? Yeah, well, with the 1500 acres, um, you know, we have 14 miles of hiking trails. And so they are, um, you know, the fall colors are just are magnificent. And some of the, the sculptures that I mentioned, um, the centaur, the sun singer, are actually kind of surrounded by woodlands. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have this kind of molding of experiences. You have the natural area, the the changing colors of the leaves. And then, you know, in the case of the centaur, you have in the middle of the woods, like 60 stairs, this kind of platform going up to this centaur, half man, half horse on this altar, um, just kind of out of nowhere, you know, in the middle of the woods. And so that one is, yeah, <laughs> that one is so amazingly dramatic. It's it's yes. definitely the one you have to if you're only if you're like I only want to see one or or I only have time to pop in and see one. Gosh, that's the one I recommend. That one is just so moving. Right. And it's a little bit you can there you can walk from the road or you can hike out to it. Um and then the Sun Singer is another you mentioned mm -hmm. the food dogs. Those are kind of yeah, the iconic like the Sun Singer sculpture <laughs> and that one you can drive out to and it's set mm -hmm. against kind of the, the woods and so you still have that um you know the fall colors behind it. And like you said, in every season and even in winter, um, you get, yeah, the different experience um, walking the trails, walking the gardens, you know, maybe in fall, there's there's not a lot, like you said, blooming, but we do have mums that we put out in the fall. So we try to keep some color and, um, you know, we have lots of perennials. And so some of those um, will be in bloom in fall. Um, and then also the prairie at that time of year mm -hmm. is just spectacular, the color of the prairie. Um, so a lot of different experiences kind of in this one place. Um, throughout all the seasons. But yeah, in fall specifically, you know, this time of year, the woods, um, you know, mosquito-y, unfortunately, um, <laughs> warm, hot. Uh, but yeah, once it starts to cool off a little bit, uh, it's, yeah, really a uh, different experience. And um, yeah, like I said, 14 miles of trails plus the gardens. So you could, should really, yeah, 
plan to spend a bit of time if you can. <laughs> Definitely. And in the fall, it just seems like everything has a golden hue when you're visiting there, the sun through the trees and hitting the leaves. And then the prairie has the golds in it. And it just, it, it almost, I don't know, shimmers if, if that mm -hmm. doesn't sound too, <laughs> too weird. No, I know what you mean. And I, and you know, it, it, when it starts getting dark earlier, it's always, you know, usually kind of a bummer, but I will say when I'm leaving work on those days in the fall and it's like, yeah, the sun is going down and yeah, it's just a golden light and it just, everything feels very peaceful. And, and that's a word that a lot of people use, you know, will often ask visitors or ask on social media, you know, describe Allerton. And a lot of people will say peaceful, magical. Um, it's just, yeah, the fact that it's here in the middle of the prairie or what was the prairie, you know, now in the middle of cornfields, um, in the middle of central Illinois, this kind of English type estate is really um, an experience that a lot of us don't get a lot of times in central Illinois. Very, or any, you know, in many places in the Midwest, True. for sure. Now, I know that Allerton has um, some activities that they do. They have uh, sometimes music gatherings in the Sunken Garden, if I'm not mistaken, um, some organized uh, walks and things like that. What kinds of activities and experiences could people maybe expect to find in the fall beyond, you know, a, a self a self-guided hike and, and obviously spending time in the gardens. Right. Um, yeah. So right now we do have scheduled some Friday morning bird hikes. So our natural areas managers will lead people um, this time of year, you'll have fall migration. So some birds are, um, you know, going, going south uh, for the winter. And so you see some interesting species pass through that we might not normally have here. And so they lead those um, throughout the fall, every Friday from nine to 11. Um, normally, we do have a third Saturday garden tour, so that's a lead tour um, on Saturday, the third Saturday of every month. That, I think, ends in October, though. Um, but if you are interested in bringing a group or organizing a private tour, you know, there's a small fee, but um, that could be arranged if you were, you know, bringing a group and wanted to do that. Um, and then, yeah, the concerts that you mentioned um, are, we have again, normally we'll we would have a music barn festival um, in October, but this year, you know, with the uncertainty of, of how some things were uh, with COVID-related restrictions, uh, we aren't doing that. We do have some outdoor concerts, but our last one is unfortunately this, this, um, this Friday, September 10th. And so um, we do work with the, I guess, Lyric Theater at the University of Illinois. They are hosting a concert in the Sunken Garden September 24th and 25th. So that is another one that's kind of kind of co-hosted. They're kind of using our space, but um, that should be a wonderful performance. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think normally, like I said, we might have a few more scheduled things, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, we have events listed on our website, but just with, with COVID and uncertainty and, and kind of some staffing um, issues right now, we, we ha don't have as much in the calendar as we might normally, but definitely in the future, you know, that there's... Yeah, always keep an eye on the website. For. Yeah. Now, Allerton has four different types of accommodations, which I think is really interesting because you're, you know, one of them obviously is going to be very expected, and that is the mansion. But there are also three other accommodation options there on the estate, which I think are really kind of fun. Can you go through the accommodation options there? Yeah, so the mansion, like you mentioned, um, has, has 17 guest rooms and a, uh, 
Robert Ellerton's room was actually recently redone. We redone. We had a donation um, to renovate that room. And so it is just spectacular. And we're working on updating some of the others as well. Um, but so the mansion is the one option and that can also be rented. Um, we do uh, small wedding receptions. We do, um, and ceremonies. Um, we've had family reunions that have rented the mansion, um, just family gatherings, birth, like small birthday parties, you know, where you want to have people um, kind of in the same place for an extended amount of time. And so that's an option. Um, then down, just down the drive from the mansion is the gatehouse. And so that would have been um, one of Robert Allerton's staff members would have lived there with their family. And so that now um, houses eight guest rooms. And then down a little bit farther, probably a quarter mile from the mansion is the house in the woods. And that again would have been a staff member's accommodations uh, during Robert's time. And now that houses seven guest rooms. And so it's a little bit, um, it really is a house in the woods, but it's very quiet. Um, usually we'll have, we have a fire pit that you can put out there. And so it's almost like you're like you can have a camping experience where you're cooking food over the fire, you know, grilling or something, but then you have beds to sleep in. And, and that has a nice, a common room with a refrigerator and a microwave and a toaster. And so that that could really be, um, you know, another kind of gathering place for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, the last one, the Evergreen Lodge. I can't forget about that. Um, <laughs> that is what we refer to as our rustic accommodation. So not that the house in the woods and the gatehouse, they're, you know, a little bit more rustic than the mansion, but that the Evergreen Lodge was built in the 50s. So that was after the estate was donated to the University of Illinois. It was used at first strictly for conferences um, for university related functions. And they found that they needed more um, lodging space for their um, meeting guests. And so they built the Evergreen Lodge. So it's a little bit of a it's kind of brick exterior, but like cinder block, more just your basic like lodge type um, feel. And so we have actually moved some office space into those rooms. Um, so right now, I think there's five guest rooms in the Evergreen Lodge, but they are a little bit cheaper. And so, um, you know, sometimes people almost prefer just kind of like they're out in the woods anyway, you know, you don't necessarily want to go into a, a fancy mansion. And so the Evergreen Lodge is just fine. I, I like that there are different options. We have actually stayed in the house in the woods with our girls and that was, we were there in the fall and it was just so nice and like you said, it's very peaceful. You step outside, you're surrounded by trees. Um, and really you can walk to to so many of the gardens and, and the trails and everything from there. And it's just such a beautiful area. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I should have mentioned earlier when we talked about the different activities, you know, you can kind of do, we do have the greenhouse cafe is open. And so um, previously we didn't have anything on site. And so people would bring their own food or, you know, downtown Monticello is a short drive. Um, but the cafe is open now. And so whether you're coming for an overnight or for, you know, just a day trip, that's a nice kind of stop to, to have. And so that'll be open until like the first weekend in November. And then they'll just kind of um, limit it to like special events after the, the first of November, the first weekend of November. Excellent. Good tip. Now, I know you mentioned that Allerton is in Monticello, which is not terribly far from Champaign-Urbana, where um, where the college is located. So right. obviously visitors can visit Champaign-Urbana and, and take in kind of that college city experience, but what other things, um, could people find if they were staying on, on the estate? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause yeah, Champaign does have, you know, a lot, a lot going on, and, um, is a great place to visit, but yeah, closer, just, you know, probably a less than 10 minute drive from Allerton is Monticello. And 
Um, they have a nice, you know, historic uh, downtown square, courthouse square. And so they've got, there's a, a small bookstore book on the square. There's an art gallery. There's um, prairie fire glass that has glass blowing demonstrations every once in a while. Um, there's a, a couple secondhand shops, like a little vintage shop and then a few different restaurants. So like the brown bag is a local favorite. It's a, a deli, um, you know, been there for over 40 years. And then there's a couple, you know, the main street pub, you got to have a, a small pub. <laughs> and so just, you know, like even just walking around the square, a couple parks, you know, if you wanted actually more of like a playground for the kids to, to run off some energy besides Allerton. Um, and then also one of the great, uh, really a tourist attraction in itself is the Monticello Railway Museum. And so they have um, on weekends, typically, uh, rides on like a vintage or an old um, train car and so you can go there and actually just see all the memorabilia and information that they have but then also take a ride um, if you wanted to and they do it you know around the holidays they do a polar express thing that like people come from far and wide um, and I will say yeah downtown I guess this is ending soon but we do have a farmer's market on Thursday afternoons and so that's kind of We'll encourage people to, you know, if they're coming on, you know, during the week to kind of hit that up on their way to or from Allerton. So, yeah, there's, you know, kind of a, a bustling small town, I guess, if you will. It is a really nice small town and so welcoming. It's it's just a nice experience. Good. Well, I'm glad you, you had that experience. <laughs> so if people are interested in booking into one of the accommodations, on the Allerton property, what is the best way for them to do that? Should they should they do it on the website? Should they are they better off to call? Does it depend on maybe the size of the group? Yeah, so um, right now we don't have booking available on our website. You can go and um, you'll see the lodging tab and you can view the rooms and find the information. But to book, they would actually need to call our front desk. And so that's 217-333-3287. And typically, yeah, it will depend on, um, you know, this, because of COVID, we don't have quite as many private events that have booked. And so normally, you know, this time of year is we're booked all weekends for weddings or um, other things or during the week for um, conferences, but, you know, we've had some cancellations, of course. And so we have a little bit more availability. And so it's probably, yeah, best to call. And um, like I said earlier, you know, we had some, we, had some staffing um, with COVID, you know, some people moved. Mm -hmm. and, um, so we don't right now have accommodations through the week um, unless you were wanting to bring like a larger group, right? So if you had like, oh, we have a family reunion and want to come on Wednesday or, you know, through the weekend. Mm -hmm. But if it was just like one, one individual calling, um, it would just be, you know, Thursday, usually I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday right now. But that, you know, again, will be changing. So it's probably best to call. I, I hate to give a, a vague answer, but um, it is just, I guess, as people may be used to constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on a typical year, how early right. if somebody were wanting to come, would they need to really start thinking about it and planning? Gosh, well, so for the mansion, you know, that would be more difficult because their, you know, weddings are booked out mm -hmm. well in advance. And so you, there's probably, you couldn't really do much to, to squeeze in there. But for the other, uh, the other um, sites, sometimes weddings will book all of that for their guests. Um, but I would say, you know, a lot of times last minute things are, are okay. Like it's, if we have availability, I mean, there's nothing, if there's nothing going on, there's usually um, availability. And okay. so um, I would say, yeah, with like even just like a month out would probably be a good time. And then even 
leading up to a couple of weeks before. Um, if there's not a mansion or a conference that has the place booked, then then we'd probably have space available. Terrific. And yeah. finally, what social channels is Allerton active on? I know that that you have some very active channels that obviously share just the beautiful area and the garden. So those are well worth following. So where's the best place for people to kind of get a feel for Allerton and if they have questions uh, to reach out on social media? Yeah, so we're probably most um, active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, trying to be more active on Instagram and Twitter, but yeah, I would say Facebook and then probably to Instagram. Um, so yeah, that would be uh, a fine place to comment or to, to message. And then also we have on our website, you know, a, a contact form um, that would be a good way to get a hold of someone. And yeah, so definitely follow us on there. We are often sharing um, our events and yeah, like you said, beautiful pictures and also, you know, updates for lodging. And um, we have some great footage of natural areas, like um, our natural areas managers have their uh, trail cams and started with COVID, but we've continued, you know, just the kind of- The trail cam is fun. Yeah, the, <laughs> the creek cam. And so the first one, oh my gosh, I can't remember. It was like our most viewed and liked and shared post ever at the time. Um, and it was, yeah, just they had like compiled all the different snippets of coyotes and um, we actually have a bobcat that we've captured now, which is kind of mm -hmm. elusive, an elusive animal. And so that was exciting. And I was surprised to see of, otters. Yeah, river otters, um, lots of deer, lots of raccoons, um, and blue herons, all different kinds of birds, owls. And so it's a really fun, you know, they, they take the waiting out of it. So you can just kind of watch <laughs> in two or three minutes and see just a ton of wildlife. And that has been really, yeah, a phenomenon for us, for our Facebook and um, we've gotten some more donations to allow us to buy more trail cams so that we can set them up in more locations and, and you know, really bring wildlife to people. And so it, I think it has also ho hopefully, I think, motivated people to then get out and not that they're going to see that level of wildlife, but just, you know, that kind of um, being in nature really is soothing for the soul. And I think that um, maybe watching it, it gives you a little, a little fraction of that or at least motivates you to want to get out there more. Oh, so much. I know we watched it right before our last visit when we were passing through Illinois. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I would give anything to see one of those otters, knowing that's just not going to happen because tromping through the forest <laughs> were too noisy. But gosh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to sit still for a little bit to catch something like that. Well, Bridget, I want to thank you so much for sharing Allerton with us. It is really such a special place. And definitely someplace worth considering when you're thinking about getting away for a little bit of uh, fall foliage and other viewings. Yeah, thank you again for having me. And um, yeah, I, I actually grew up in Monticello. I've worked here now for almost um, almost 10 years and a lot of the staff have, I mean, we just, it, we love, this is, a, it's an amazing place. So if you haven't been, yeah, I would encourage anyone to, to stop in and and if you can, you know, we have maps, of course, but just try to wander too and just kind of let yourself, you know, roam the grounds and yeah, let your mind wander into, yeah, what is this place doing here? And, and, and yeah, it's, it is a magical and peaceful place. So hopefully and, um, if you need a little bit of that right now, you can, you can get over here. And it, it is worth noting that Allerton is free to visit. 
you don't have to stay there to wander through the ground. So even if you're if you're passing by on a morning or afternoon and you're in the middle of a drive, it's a perfect place to take a break. Definitely, yeah, it is It is a free public park. We do, of course, accept donations and we have some great supporters, but yeah, it's, um, it's a wonderful place to, to stop by for a break or to spend a whole day or weekend. Excellent, Bridget, thank you again so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and thank you so much for listening. If you would like more Midwest inspiration, please join me in the Exploring the Midwest group on Facebook. And don't forget to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Can't leave a review? Go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories at Jody Halstead.